0: I'm Carrie Brett, and this is Shot at Love. This week is my hundredth episode. And I thought I'd invite a very special guest, my boyfriend, Scott Stanzanis, and discuss how we became a Tinder success story. I understand what works and what doesn't because I've tested it all, then use what I learned to find love. Scott was my MVP on Tinder, and I want to encourage all my listeners to give more people a chance and be open to all possibilities, because you never know what package your person will come in. You've heard me talk about him on the past 99 episodes, and now it's time to put him in the hot seat. Hear his side of the story while he shares all the right moves he made after swiping right. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned. Honestly, Shot at Love wouldn't exist if it weren't for Scott. He saw that I had valuable information, and he encouraged me to get out of my own way and help others by developing this podcast. Behind the scenes, there were lots of nights full of tears and fear around telling my own story. He reminded me that Shot at Love was not about me, it was about the person struggling to get it right and find love. Thankfully, on our first date, he saw my heart, not a girl who felt like a disaster at the time, crying into a paper napkin. I was successful on Tinder because I pushed through the pain dragged my sorry, sad soul into the shower and kept swiping and kept going until one day I swiped right on a photograph of Scott, who lived 13 miles away, graduated from American University and was looking for love in all the wrong places. And the rest is history. And now you get to meet him. So without further ado, welcome Scott to Shot at Love. Thanks, babe. <laughs> Scotty So Honey is live and in the hot seat in honor of Shot at Love's 100th episode. He is the only guy who would sit in the back row of my swiping soirees, dying laughing, when I would do interpretive dance to the song Jar of Hearts. Who do you think you are? Anyways, we killed the Rotary Club, didn't we? We also took the swiping soiree to the Hull Rotary Club. That was fun. But the bottom line, you are always there supporting me from behind the scenes, and I couldn't do it without you, so... Welcome to the show today.
1: Well, thank you very much for having me. That's a lot to unpack. But honestly, Carrie, you're the you're the star. You're you're the reason. You're the talent. You're the one that finds the guests. You're the one that writes the guests. You're the one that writes your copy. You do everything. I I'm just here to support you.
0: Oh, it's so nice. I know, I'm so nervous about this episode because I'm not used to telling our story and...
1: It's a good one.
0: (laughs) It's a good one. It is a good one. When you're dating, it's important to know what to do and what not to do. And even though I'm against this, you said you wanted to go there, so let's... I I
1: don't recall that. (laughs) Well, I think I suggested maybe we talk about it, but I we can go there.
0: Okay. Well, our first date... Started out kind of awful. Terrible. (laughs) I didn't think it was... (laughs) Awful. I didn't think it was as bad as you did. Um, There's a train wreck. (laughs) But I got a second date, so I must have done something, right? That's true. So the bottom line is you don't have to be perfect, and you have to kind of push through those awkward moments. So we first met on the commuter rail, which was your idea, and... awesome (laughs) for you (laughs) so we went this risky business route met on the train and can i just interject for one second because this is
1: hilarious we live less than a mile from the train station and you weren't even aware that there was a train station in Hingham to begin with i think that's hilarious (laughs) Uh, how do you not know
0: i take my car I guess.
1: But it's right around the corner.
0: I know. I should have known that. I should have known how to board a train. But I didn't. And that's the truth. And you sent me instructions through Tinder. And I have them printed out. It was like board, train, pay, you know, whatever. It was nice. You saw that I struggled with travel because of my ADD. And I was really nervous. So I left the house because I was so in my head without my credit card without my license, and all I had on me was... by the way. (laughs) And all I had on me was my lip gloss that was called the Walk of Shame, which wasn't really that helpful on the date when you're trying to get into different bars. And so I had to depend on you financially from day one.
1: (laughs) Nothing has changed.
0: (laughs) And so I get on the train, windblown, totally just like whatever and the first thing I say to you is do I have lip gloss on my teeth
1: and of course you did
0: (laughs) so now my confidence kind of sunk, but you were so nice and you were smiling and it was kind of fun to meet on the train it was definitely a risky thing to do
1: a la risky business
0: oh totally so we head into Boston and the first place we go you didn't like the chairs so
1: I, I wasn't comfortable
0: yeah, so because of your lack of being comfortable, we had to go to another restaurant slash bar, and they... The,
1: the first bar was Smith and & Walensky's.
0: And then the second one...
1: It was Trade.
0: Trade. I was seated right in front... How fr- come you can not remember this? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Seriously. Because I
0: feel like it's... I don't know. I didn't pay attention to the name, but okay. I did pay attention to the fire pit that was in front of my face. That, and that was a mistake. That was a mistake, because I was purple. And sweating, and so we left there. Your, your
1: Irish fair skin definitely <laughs> did not handle that situation. It was bad. It I, was awful.
0: I was in Fuego, and I just didn't really have that so much hope or expectations. But we ended up dancing, and that was really fun. And not a trade. No, not a trade. We went. What was the third place we went to?
1: Well, we walked the city for a little bit. And yep. we popped into that swanky Boston nightclub. Right. And I can't, I can't think of it either. <laughs> oh my God.
0: But um And
1: then we ended up at Silvertone?
0: No, we that was where we were, Silvertone, exactly. Well Your that's memory. where you were dancing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Of course I remember.
0: Oh my gosh. So already dancing. Yeah. You can't. I came out of the bathroom, you went up to the bar to get some drinks and I started dancing. In time of your life came on, and I started dancing like Patrick Swayze. And
1: it is our song.
0: Uh, yeah, and you were laughing so hard, and it was me just be- making a fool of myself, which is why I encourage people to just be yourself. That you were like, I like this girl; she's fun. So
1: we have a live wire.
0: Yeah, you like that about me. So
1: I I do.
0: One of the moments on our date before we started dancing. I knew that things weren't going really well. And I made a joke and I said, aren't we having a great time? And you said, it's okay.
1: No, no, actually I said it's all right.
0: Oh yeah, you said it's all right. (laughs) And I was like, what? Like, I'm a good time. This is not the normal feedback I get on a date. So you had put your foot in your mouth, you kind of laughed at yourself. What would your advice be for these awkward moments on a first date?
1: Take another sip of your drink.
0: <laughs> just push. But can
1: we can we just let the audience know that the reason why I said it was all right is because you wandered into that danger zone of talking about your past relationships, which is a no no on the first date. Should have known better. <laughs> you 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 teach your clients this. I know. Right. There's a reason I do. I, I know. And it's like, but uh, you, I think, you, you know, we've talked obviously since that first date. And I think you mentioned you just had enough and you just...
0: I was very tired.
1: You just needed to vent. And I needed a therapy session. And I was your therapist that night.
0: <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do that. But I, I was really tired. I had been through a lot on Tinder And we both had been hurt, and we were both in a very vulnerable spot. And I continued to make mistakes. But those mistakes are those teachable moments. And that personal journey, I know now what you shouldn't do, so I can help people. So one of the other mistakes I made was after the date, I sent you a... Thank you for the date text the next day, which was Easter. And you didn't respond. And that hurt me. And I was pissed. And no one was going to put baby in the corner. So I sent it again.
1: (laughs) The dreaded double text.
0: (laughs) The dreaded double text. So I did that. Never do that, and also say thank you at the end of the date. And I don't think there's much value in writing a guy first after a date, even if it is a good date. So thankfully, you gave me a pass, but I believe most men won't.
1: We have a clinger. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Level five, stage five (laughs) clinger. We have a clinger. I did do that and I had to sweat it out and you didn't know what to do because now you're like, I tried to play cool and I've clearly heard her. So the next day you sent me flowers and I did. the card said, thank you for an all right time. Awesome. Good move. Yeah,
1: that was a good move.
0: Yeah. So that's our first date. And that led to about 15 first dates. And I really wanted someone to show up in a big way. And I was tired of the runaround. And I made that pretty clear. And I don't think you really knew what you were getting with me in the beginning, but.
1: Yeah, I had a pretty good idea.
0: <laughs> oh, I guess. It's well, so it's interesting kind of, to look I, back. What, Go ahead.
1: What endeared me to you right off the bat was your vulnerability, even though no guy wants to hear about, you know, your terrible relationship history, um, But I could see who you were, your your heart, and it was very attractive.
0: Oh, that's nice. Thank you. It's so funny to talk about this with you. So we made it through the first date, and then – You stood by my side as I created the swiping soiree, which was not easy to do. Then I created this podcast, and then I created the masterclass. And I remember crying on top of my desk because the masterclass was so hard to write, and it took so much discipline. And when you do something creatively yourself, you know, there isn't like a think tank that's watching what you're building and creating. And one day, I was hitting my breaking point. And I asked you to watch one of my modules to see if what I was doing was worth anything or even good. And I remember how excited you were and how proud of me you were. And and you looked at me and you said, you have to keep going. I, I was like, what do you mean? And you said, it's what you teach that the breakthrough is always the last key on the keychain. And it's the last key that unlocks the door. So I want to thank you because you really gave me the final push to finish. How important is it to have someone who believes in you or supports you in your dreams?
1: I think it's everything. I do. Uh, I think everyone's looking for confirmation of what they're doing. That special person can push them in the in the right direction and, and help them. I mean, you know, you, you give me credit, but again, Carrie, you're the talent. You've always been the talent. I mean. All you have to do is look at your photography career. But it's really just been a pleasure to sit back and watch you create you know, everything.
0: Oh, well, it's not easy being me. <laughs> well, that, that is true.
1: That is true. And it's, and it's not easy being me either. No, it's
0: not. It's not. But I think what I did and what I changed within myself and the most important thing to me that I wanted in a partner was finding a good person someone that i could trust someone that would always be there for me we've made it through the pandemic we've made it through a lot of things and and you really need someone who's solid who's going to be there and i know you've seen a lot of bad behavior on these dating apps because of the women i coach and i love hearing some
1: of their stories are
0: crazy unbelievable
1: unbelievable unbelievable can I just stop you for one second? Because I just want to expand on my answer, my previous answer, is that you know, you've know you given a lot of yourself to others in the past, right, in, in your previous relationships, and they always held you back, right? And you're this light, and you can't be contained. And all I've done throughout our entire relationship is just let you shine. And that's it. That was the key to kind of unlocking, yeah. Your, I mean, your the ABCs of s- me. <laughs> the, yeah, the ABCs. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just I let you shine. I, yeah. I don't or think- you
0: encourage me to just go for it, and every time I'm like, I don't think I can do this. I don't think, and you're like, you can do it. You can do it. And I, I mean, we're joking. We're doing this hundredth episode, and I said to mm-hmm. I said to my producer Tom, like, I think this will be good. I hope this will be good. I mean, I think. It's just human nature to doubt yourself. And when you want to do big things, it's scary. And you need someone who can talk you off a ledge and say, you know what? Why not? Just go for it. Sure.
1: I think they say that behind every strong man is a strong woman. And behind every strong woman is a strong man. I mean, I wouldn't be where I am in my career without you. And uh, I'm just glad to, uh, you know, be along for the ride.
0: Yeah, well... Thank you. So I want to talk about your professional background.
1: Oh, please.
0: (laughs) So you've been a successful realtor for over a decade and you work at Compass. And I know you don't think I pay attention to how you assist your clients, but managing expectations is one of the best things you do. Can you talk about the importance? I try. No, you do a good job. Can you talk about the importance of setting expectations? Because people fail to do this when dating.
1: I mean, I can cite several instances or examples just to talk about real estate briefly and, and I, I don't want to switch hats here but uh when sitting down with a buyer you know as everyone knows it's a seller's market out there and inventory is really tight uh, buyers need to understand that just because a house is listed for seven hundred thousand dollars doesn't mean that's what it's going to take to get it you gotta spend more money and you're not the only one that is competing on the house and so this is a this is good i just thought of this this but this is, relates to dating i tell my buyers do not fall in love with the house this is this is transaction so do not fall in love with this house until we actually secure it all right cuz we might have to make not one offer but 10 offers 20 offers in order to get you know in order to find your house cuz at the end of the day even though you've missed out on you know, several offers made the house that you end up with is your house. So if that's, you know, think about that in terms of dating, you know, online mm-hmm. dating, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't think and fall in love with this one guy, this one girl, you know, because mm-hmm. how do you know? You, yeah. Like you just need to, you know, as far as expectations go, um, uh, you need to try out everything. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, you don't know if the guy, the person who's selling the house is going to make it so difficult and lots of things can make that sale fall through and it can be really stressful. And that's why you're so good. But that's great advice. Like don't, until it's a done deal, manage your expectations.
1: And if you're a seller in this market, because houses are going way above asking price, Sellers think that they can command X amount and get X amount, and they might be able to, but I have this conversation with them all the time. Why don't we set the price here? Here are some comps. So my job is just to, you know, bring information to the table. So this house sold in your neighborhood, this house sold down the street, these houses sold in your area. This is the price, square footage, bedrooms, bathrooms, et cetera, et cetera. This is the price that I believe your house is worth. Right. Yes, I know your neighbor's house sold for this. But where did they price their house originally to get to there? If you want to price it high, then you, you know, we can do that. But in the conversation that I have with them, if if we set the price here at the beginning, we might be able to get more. But if we set it high, we might not necessarily get mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, at, the I the like day, at the end of the day, at the end at the end of the day like I work for my clients and they tell me what they want to do. I bring information to the table. I advise them if they want to listen to me. Great. If they don't, at least I set the expectations. So when if like, if it doesn't happen, I can be like, well, I told you if you just listen to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No people. This is what people do in dating. They're like, right. it's this one guy. It has to be this one person. And what they should do is run the energy of, okay, this is going great with this person and date a bunch of other people. Because you just don't know. And so people cap themselves and limit themselves very easily. And so if you, if you get a hot property, and a lot of people are bidding, and a lot of people are buying, it's the same kind of energy in dating. It's all about that mindset and the expectations. And I think you need to really look at the person that you're dating as if you can take them or leave them until... They lock it down.
1: Lock it down.
0: (laughs) Okay, so after years of living with a realtor, I realized how close dating was to selling property. Can you talk about the importance of curb appeal, how to market a home to catch the eye of a potential buyer, and why these same principles apply to finding a love interest?
1: Well, it's funny you say that. I was going to say this already, but... Oftentimes when I sit down with clients that are on the buy side and even on the sell side, I equate real estate with online dating. Hot or not, it's all about the leading photograph. Mm. And you talk about that throughout your 100 episodes, 99 episodes, and your masterclass. If you're not capturing that person in an instant, in a second, you've lost them. So that leading photograph of... Of a house, or of a profile picture, is of the utmost importance.
0: Right. So I started reading about curb appeal and real estate and the importance of making first impressions. And I had no—I I didn't know all this stuff. But people judge a property by the driveway, how the lawn looks, the state of the roof. And you encourage your clients to play up the home's best features. And playing up your best features is like putting out your best photographs. And it's a competitive game, whether you're selling property or you're trying to get more eyes on your dating profile. And first impressions matter, but I think... Not
1: really right now.
0: No? <laughs> but the real estate market?
1: Well, here's here's the thing. Okay. You know, again, I'm wearing my realtor hat. Yep. So there's still snow on the ground outside, but there's no inventory and and, you know here in New England and Massachusetts everyone's conditioned to think spring market April May but if you're a seller and you want to laugh your way to the bank then you put your house on now can you see the roof no can you see the grass no can you see the imperfections of the house no but you do it because there's so much pent-up buyer demand that it's gonna sell it's like I always tell my clients why chase the market When you can set the market, so list now, and like I said, laugh your way to the bank. (laughs) Yeah. When everyone else, it's like because you know, otherwise everyone else is listing their house at the same time, and there's more competition, and you're not gonna go from a list price to this ridiculous price over asking. Yeah. So I I mean, you're gonna have to repeat your question. Uh, Okay. No. Because I went off on that tangent. No, but you're totally
0: right because so much of real estate. I just had someone that I'm helping online write me, and she wrote me, I really need to show you Tinder. i maybe swiped on a couple of people, but I've had to weed through a lot. And I had to sure. laugh. And I'm like, I don't need to see Tinder. I'm fully aware of what Tinder looks like. I, I feel like I know the app better than anyone. And, But I will tell you this about Tinder. It changes every day. People come in waves every day every day every increment of that day things change and that's why i want people to diversify and use different dating apps so a lot of it has to do
1: well it's it's sales it's numbers it's a number game it is a numbers game so you know you i think you teach your clients to you know work tinder like a man Yeah, yeah just just swipe on everybody
0: Yeah. Well, not on everybody, but, you know. Swipe on everybody. (laughs) Well.
1: It'll increase your odds of a match, and those matches will then increase your odds of a date, and those dates will then increase your odds of a relationship. Right. It's that simple.
0: It is. It is. It's all a numbers game, and.
1: But you have to, as you say, work on it, and work on it consistently. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: See, see, I I pay attention. You do. uh, But a lot has to do with the supply and demand and timing. That's one of the things you do as a real estate agent. You have to wait as homeowners contemplate the right time. And you're saying, get in early, get in now. So if someone is considering to get back out there and date, would you advise them to just go for it and not wait?
1: Absolutely. I think that's what you say, because everyone's going to, there's going to be speed bumps along the, along the way, you know, everyone's going to stumble, but it's, it's all about experience, getting experience. So if you go into it, if you set your expectations, going back to talking about expectations that, Hey, listen, I'm going to have to go out on a hundred dates, or I'm going to have to swipe right on a hundred men to potentially get 10 matches to potentially get in three dates. And of those three dates, I might have something there. Right. You know, Or, but like, are you going to leave it to that one guy or are you going to have to swipe on a hundred more people? Right. A hundred more people. Just put yourself out there. I mean, every, every time you go out, you're gaining more knowledge about yourself, you know, and uh, what you like, what you don't like. Right. You're growing. That's the thing. You talk about a lot of the journey to finding love is finding self love
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and discovering who you are and how I'll, how will are you going to discover who you are if you're just going to sit home and watch Netflix? Although, I, I right. like Netflix.
0: I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I like Netflix. It, it's true. No. Why not test the market? And it only takes one buyer to fall in love with are a house. Are we still
1: talking real estate?
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this will be my last one. Well, I have actually one more co- and real two, estate.
1: Two more real estate questions and that, that have nothing to do with real <laughs> estate, really?
0: <laughs> so it only takes one buyer to fall in love with the house. And you try to get as many eyes as you can on a property, but it only takes one. And I want you to tell this story because I think it's important. Oh, geez. I was your one match on Tinder. Oh. And you didn't participate and you didn't care about it. I don't even think you logged on. So, so the it's a to my ego. But the algorithm definitely buried you. And I was on it constantly. But I think this story is important because people get discouraged and they feel like they don't have quality matches. And there's not a lot of great choices. But I don't believe that's true. You only needed that one match because it was the right match.
1: I'm your Quasimodo.
0: (laughs) I think God was protecting me because (laughs) I know for a fact you would not. If I didn't go out with you at that time, you wouldn't be single long. I I'd always felt that way. So what was your thought process at the time when you joined Tinder? I mean, you're so, like, optimistic, I, I can only imagine.
1: Uh, I don't think I really had a thought process or, or a thought behind it, to tell you the truth. I know I had to put myself out there, um, and I can give credit to my friend Hannah for encouraging me. I actually, I don't think I've ever told you this. This is so weird that I actually thought about this the other night in preparation for this. But I went to, and I actually signed up and wrote a check for this like, singles adventure club. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I, I think...
0: It, Why didn't you tell me this? <laughs> it's like, it, I
1: don't know, I think it was $800, or something stupid, and there's a whole bunch of singles that would meet and, I don't know, kayak or go hiking or play wiffle ball or like, just... Stupid social activities. Okay. But I, I clearly wasn't ready, so I just, I never went to anything. you I, paid for it? I paid for it. Never went. Sad, I know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like I said, Hannah encouraged me to sign up for Tinder. And, you know, after swiping my heart out, you know, and no matches, wah, wah.
0: <laughs> Well, you didn't have the best <laughs> photographs. <laughs> yes, you I know. You made a lot you, of mistakes. You've, made that up, you've, you've brought this up numerous <laughs> times. But, that matters but i have to thank hannah because you asked me out because of my responses to your text messages and i repeatedly took risks and sent you edgy responses as well as funny one-liners and you brought my text messages to your friend hannah and what did she say
1: uh she says we have a live wire here (laughs) oh yeah
0: No, but she said, I think you're gonna love her. I think you're gonna like her. She seems awesome, that's what she said. How great would it be to find the love of your life, the man of your dreams? Do you believe online dating would work if you had the right tools to be successful? Well, I have exciting news. I've created your best shot at love masterclass. I cannot wait to share with you what's worked for me in my life and for many of my clients that have helped over the years. If you enroll in this class, you have a winning mindset and believe in getting help before you start something new. If you're ready to see changes in your dating life and want to take action, check out my free webinar at shotatlove.co. If you decide you're going to choose another path that you're worth it and you're willing to enroll in the masterclass you can also register at shotatlove.co i designed this masterclass specifically for you to be successful Please know that everything you're going to learn in these nine modules and six coaching calls has been carefully curated for you so you can gain the success you truly want. I will be there for you the whole time. In the meantime, I wish you all the success and I can't wait to hear about your story of finding love. I'm Carrie Brett and I will be your mentor and friend through this incredible journey. say so. <laughs> uh, yes,
1: yes. No, Hannah was very excited about your your messaging abilities and your snappy one-liners.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's important to definitely pay attention to the words that you use and you write these amazing descriptions for the homes that you sell. And you use certain buzzwords that make all the difference in your listings and it's not what you say but how you say it. So
1: Sure, real estate agents are liars. <laughs> if it's if we say cozy, it's small. All right. <laughs> <laughs> if it's charming, it's old. Right, I, I saw a meme the other yeah, day. Yeah, I saw that meme too. Okay,
0: I might have sent it to you. I don't know, but you used humor. So you used you didn't really have anything in your bio. You just said looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> so it was kind of like, <laughs> but you took a risk and it paid off because
1: it did. It was, uh, it was funny. I'm happy.
0: Yeah. So pay attention to the words that you use to describe yourself because it matters. I also want to talk about being quick to judge and why people should avoid doing this. And I fell into the trap of superficiality, and I think we all do. Disclaimer, I almost didn't go out with you because you Ouch. were one of the pictures you were doing CrossFit in a Hulk Halloween costume. So I judged that. And that was a big mistake. And I sent you a video of me dancing with my guy friends. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I shouldn't have had sent. But you loved it. I think I was screening you at the time because I was saying, like, this is me at a party or this is me like in our living room every night.
1: Yep. You're the you're the perfect amount of crazy. <laughs>
0: oh <my God>. So <laughs> why should people stop being so quick to judge?
1: Uh, You know, I mean, I I know you mentioned first impressions uh, earlier, but not everyone makes a best first impression. I think, you know, if you give people a chance, uh, you'll see who they are. I mean, you're the most beautiful person I know, inside and out.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Really? That's so nice. Well, people make mistakes, like you said, in their first impression. They get nervous. You put your foot in your mouth. I was lit on fire in front of a a piping hot oven. And you didn't choose the best images. You were trying too hard. And I guess so. Well, and, but I shouldn't have judged those photographs so, so intently, I believe. And you were so handsome when I met you. You didn't really look like those photographs. And you were really confident and you had no problem being yourself. And you were just really kind. So, we've got to do away with the superficiality and people, I really want to urge people to lose the representative when they're in the discovery stage of getting to know the other person. Now, I don't think either one of us showed up as our representative. Do you?
1: I might've missed that podcast episode.
0: Oh, with the representative? (laughs) Seriously?
1: I'm serious. You don't know what that means?
0: (laughs) It's like being the fake version of yourself. And when you do that, you lose the realness. And then people don't really have a handle. Like, they don't trust you. They're like, this guy might be a little shady. People can just tell when people are not being real and authentic. There's like, something's off. I want to talk about my top 10 list. Because I feel like somehow I manifested you exactly. So I had this top 10 list that I had been writing since 2015. And I wrote it every day. And I didn't write realtor on my top 10 list, but every day I would joke and say I needed a realtor and a boyfriend (laughs) because at the time I wanted a fresh start and I wanted to sell my house. Very, (laughs) very quickly you became my realtor and my boyfriend and took the property off the market and shortly moved in after we started dating. And, and, you can't, and, we're,
1: and we're still here. And
0: we're still here. And you can't get what you don't ask for. How important are your thoughts or words around getting what you want when it comes to life or dating?
1: I think you just hit the nail on the head. I mean, the universe is a funny thing. What you put out there, you will tend to re- receive. But you got to stay positive because I think the universe will reward you if you're positive and will you know, kick you down the street if you... Are negative. Yeah. I mean, I think like Buddha says it, right?
0: You said. I mean, like like I'm 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 (laughs) I'm paraphrasing Buddha, right? But I never know when to drop some Buddha. Well, I mean,
1: I'm not spiritual. I I shouldn't go there. I'm not spiritual or religious. But I mean, if like I said, if what you put you put out in the universe, you know, the universe will listen, right? Yeah.
0: Well, I make up for your lack of spiritual. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. But we are total opposites in many areas, but that's okay, and you bring so much value to my life, and are really good at things that I'm not great at. I know. (laughs) Which are many.
1: I manage your daily life.
0: (laughs) What would your advice (laughs) be around finding a type, and why should people Uh, be open to the unexpected? Jeez.
1: I'm not a dating expert. I know, I know, but... but but I mean, you if talk, you're, if you're, you're talking about superficiality and, or losing superficiality and, you know, I joked about I'm your Quasimodo, it's just that don't judge a book by its cover, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there are layers and layers to people and, you know, you just need to dive deep, I suppose. But, so, like, people have a tendency of surprising you, Right. right. I mean, if you think that... Inherently, people are good, right? And give people a chance.
0: Yeah, I believe that. And we are total. Even though we had a rough go in our past, we still had a good attitude and remained optimistic. And well, I think we
1: we wouldn't be here today if things uh, you know if things didn't go our way in the past. So that's true. Uh, I don't look backwards.
0: No, you don't. Exactly. And I don't think you should. We're all a work in progress. And I think people should look for someone who encourages you to be your best self. And you've been training me. And every day you say, let's try to be, (laughs) which has been disastrous. But, you know, you've gone through this intensive health journey. And it's super inspiring. And you always say, try to be 1% better each day. Well, that's because my
1: coach says that.
0: Okay. But... You don't have to wait until you're in fighting shape to find love. No, one of the best tips you've shared with me is find an activity to make the date fun and exciting. And on one of our first dates, you took me salsa dancing, which was so fun. When you plan, we, we haven't been back since. I know we haven't, <laughs> but there's COVID and everything. I th-
1: We've been together for six years. I thought we're- we
0: were going to be like Dancing with Stars. It was like in, our, in our future. I really did. No. I, I was loving it when you. Planned great dates have paid off. What would be some suggestions for a great date?
1: Well, I th- anything active. Don't just sit at a bar and get wasted.
0: Walking around the city. Yeah, walking
1: around the city. I mean, you know, go think back to your days in high school or middle school. I mean, putt-putt golf or bowling or shooting pool or, like, walking the city. That's great. Um, go to a game. Like this a Red like Sox the, game. The you Karate
0: know? Kid. You <laughs> I
1: love the Karate Kid. I too. Know you do. <laughs> the karate Kid's awesome.
0: Didn't think of go miniature golfing. Mm-hmm. I'm the best around.
1: Oh, yeah. I can bust out songs too.
0: Uh, oh, you can. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. Now we're getting down to the last question. Oh, finally. <laughs> we made it. What are your thoughts around some of my dating advice or highlights from this podcast journey over the past two years? I remember when I first recorded episode one off the top of my head and I played it for you, you were like, how did you just do that? And even though I was kind of terrible, but it made me so happy that you loved it and that you were really proud of me for trying. And I can't believe that was two years ago. I'm,
1: I'm amazed at what you've been able to accomplish and I am so proud of you for helping, you know, hundreds of women, hundreds of women. I mean, it's, you know, what your listeners don't know and they should appreciate is that this is your free time. I know you would like to uh, monetize this, maybe, maybe have this opportunity, uh, generate another opportunity down the road, but you're doing this all on your own time. You're helping people all on your own time. You're sacrificing, you know, time with me, uh, time with your friends to help women in need. and. They DM you on uh, Instagram or reach out to you through Facebook or they call your number because it's out there. And, you know, you really do take the time to help people. I mean, the other day you had a photography shoot that turned into a four hour therapy session. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but if that happens that happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, and that's just you know, that's just shows. You, what a, a, an amazing person you are and how big your heart is and, you know, your willingness and desire to see that others don't feel the pain that, that you experienced in the past or, or you help them get out of that similar feeling. And, mm-hmm. and, and you know, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's, it's awesome. true. Well, I'm not leaving anyone behind and I certainly never want anyone to suffer like I did. And it's super rewarding and and. I know it takes a lot of time from our relationship, but you know how important it is to me. So I'm grateful that you support me. If, like I said, this.
1: I just let you shine.
0: Oh, well, thank you. So <laughs> what? You, it's
1: like you are the light.
0: Oh, uh, all right. <laughs> I can't even. All right. My last question. What... Another
1: last question? I thought we were.
0: <laughs> this is the last one. What's the best part of being a Tinder success story? oh man shocking people when we tell people that in their face (laughs) well I mean wait (laughs) till we tell it's
1: like wait till we tell people the our our second date and third date story I mean god (laughs) no but um no I I I said
0: I I think we've got (laughs) they've gotten enough today I,
1: I, I said it I mean um I'm happy and you're happy and that's that that is it yeah right that's so that's, Tinder, that's, that's, if you're listening. Yeah, that's success. Yeah, <laughs> Tinder, if you're listening. Oprah, if you're, you know, we're putting that out into the universe. Oprah, you need to listen to Carrie. Um, and uh, and sweet. if anyone is listening on the South Shore, and oh, yeah. you have a house to sell.
0: And when you find love online, please contact my boyfriend, Scott. Yep, Just
1: DM <laughs> Carrie.
0: At Compass, because he will help you find your forever home. So thanks so much for sharing our story and encouraging others to find love and showing them it's possible. Cause if it can happen to us, it can happen for anyone. Where can people find out more about you on social media and now follow you on Instagram? Oh,
1: please. <laughs> if, if you, if you want to follow me, I do have a public account on Instagram. It is at Scott Stunzenas, S T U N Z E N A S. If you Google my name, you'll be able to find me my phone number is public um, but again if you want to
0: if you want to see <laughs> if you cute- want if you want to get in t-
1: if you want to get in touch with me just reach out to Carrie
0: well you're a great realtor and you're super honest and you do your clients love you and it was fun to talk about where we started where we are now and where we're going and I couldn't pick a better person to be by my side so I really appreciate you and value that you always have my back. I'd be lost without you, so. Thanks, babe. Thanks for, thanks for being on the 100th episode. Whoop, whoop. And for now, this week's shot at love dating tips, which are inspired by my boyfriend, Scott Stunzenes, who I met on Tinder. Number one, make no apology for your personality. You'll be too much for some, those aren't your people. Number two, your success is found in your daily routine. Every day aim to be 1% better than the day before. Number three, lose the representative and stop trying to be perfect because perfect doesn't exist. Beauty is an inside job and begins the moment you decide to be yourself. Number four, Never water yourself down because someone can't handle you at 100 proof. A real man isn't threatened by your talents or abilities. I hope you found some of my tips helpful this week. This is what Shot at Love is here for. To help you find love. Keep up the commitment to yourself and commit to helping someone else by sharing this podcast. Remember to stay safe and stay tuned for more episodes. And I want to personally thank you, all of my listeners. Here's to the next hundred. I'm Carrie Brett, and we'll see you next time.